Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio, uh, episode 32-2. Um, we felt it was appropriate, since we have too much content and not enough web space. <laughs> um, so we we uh, we split the episode into two parts in true Final Fantasy fashion, <laughs> and are posting it now for your enjoyment. <laughs> So we have uh, joining us today. Um, well, you already know Dan's here, so it's irrelevant to, <laughs> irrelevant to give him another introduction, unless I really want to. But I don't think it's needed. Do you think it's needed? Eh, if you want to, okay. Um, I'm not going to anyway. Um, <laughs> probably the only man in all of in the entire state that uh, um, can can hold a candle to jrpg knowledge as far as you know as far as my own um uh dan is of course here because you know goat's not and we thought we'd play to strengths and uh dan and i talk jrpgs quite a bit so we thought it'd be a good uh good feature for the show and i wanted to start off with the fact that dan doesn't think that final fantasy 7 should be remade no <laughs> i am so <laughs> sick of hearing about it too i I understand why, and I mildly agree, but what what reasoning do you have for it? It just isn't the time for it. It was a great game for when it came out, because it pretty much defined JRPGs on, like, PlayStation and everything, like, getting more people into them. Yeah. But the whole fact of remaking it might actually kill what made it such a great game, because you know they're just going to change stuff around in it and little details here and there that some people might not like take some things away where people are like, well, why'd they take that away? I like yeah. that part of the game. They'll, they'll basically modernize it and that's going to tarnish people's, you know, view on the game as a whole. Yeah. And then all you'll see is all the fanboys of final fantasy seven, just kind of like, all right, Square Enix, what the hell did you just do to <laughs> our be game? There'll the fanboys of 7 who will say, what the hell did you do to my game? And then there'll be the fanboys of 6 that'll be like, told you so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. 6 was a great game. I just... Uh, well, you know the joke with me in retro games. You know, if it's more than 21 minutes old, then I can't play it. And I played Final Fantasy 6 like two years ago, so it was... Should be really fun when I give you uh, Dragon Quest Four to play because yeah. that that's definitely more than twenty one minutes old. Yeah, but but it's on the DS, so I, I might be able to I, I might be able to swing it. Um, so uh, I I I wanted to bring up the point. You know, we we mentioned that you you're probably one of the only other people I know that doesn't hate Final Fantasy Thirteen. Clearly, because you've gotten you know its trademark. Um, forever engraved in your body. Yes. Um, why do you think uh, so much hatred for Final Fantasy Thirteen? Mainly, I know a lot of people bitched about the linearity of it, mm. where it's just you go through, you can't go back to any one point until you actually get to Pulse and get past that point then. Right. And then there's the little warp point to go back to Pulse. And, 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 and even when you get to, you know, when everything breaks up into open world, it's like chapter 11 out of 13, and you've already it, played most of the game at that point. Yeah, you know? and I know a lot of people, they didn't like the fighting system in it, which isn't too bad. I I was annoyed at the fact your leader dies, game over. Yeah, like, I did, I, that was the only part of the battle system I didn't like. The rest of it I li I actually really did like because it seemed a lot more action-y. Because 13 came out right around when uh, when Advent Children came out. Um, for those of you not aware, uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is a uh, CGI movie made um, showcasing the events after Final Fantasy VII, and it's really fucking good. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, that was that was an amazing movie. Yep. I, 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 that was the first Blu-ray I ever owned because I felt like so I didn't, much better I than it. the spirits within. I, we, we don't talk <laughs> about spirits within here. We, I, I was going to jump in and just say like, my problem with 13 was my problem with spirits within. It was fine for what it was. It just should not have had the name final fantasy. on. Well, see, and, and here's the thing. That's what a lot of people I've noticed say, and I can respect that. But at the same time, I look at, 
I'm really glad that Square Enix is actually trying to do new things, if that makes sense. You know, they keep enough similar, you know, they keep some, you know, uh, they keep the spell names, they keep some summons, they keep, you know, they keep chocobos, you know, they keep the general mythology of, you know, of, of Final Fantasy alive, but they try to mix it up enough so that it actually feels like, you know, it's not getting repetitive. Um you know, one of the things I love that uh, one of the things I actually like and respect Square Enix for doing is that they tried, you know, a whole new battle system. I was a little pissed off at the fact that the game was very linear, but it was something I could get around because I actually found myself really enjoying the the visuals and the music and stuff like that. You know, I'm an artistic gamer. I, I look mm-hmm. at the artistic points of stuff. So if the gameplay is a little bit mediocre, I can look past that if everything else is very, you know, pleasing to the senses. Yeah, there will be like points in like the game where I would just sit there and listen to the music just because I really yeah. love the track yeah. where I'm like, I want to hear it until it kind of repeats a couple of times. Then I'll move on with the game and, you know, look around, see what there is. Like when you get to pulse, I mean, that that was like a huge open world where, oh, yeah, you just look remember, around remember that and- first scene when you open up into the iconic, you know, giant green field full of monsters and you, you're mm-hmm. you're walking around and you see like the giant dinosaur thing and, and- you're just like, oh, shit, I'm probably going to have to fight that. And then it's grabbed by that like mountain oh, yep. and then the mountain eats it and you're just like, oh, shit, I'm probably going to have to fight that. <laughs> That, yeah. that was that was oh my god! I my jaw literally dropped when I when that part came up. Oh, I, I just sat there in silence. I'm like, this is gonna be Fuck it, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like every RPG gamer out there, you see the dinosaur. What do you go and do? You fight. Yeah, you, you try and go and, and fight. It just, just stomps to... on the ground and one hits your entire party. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck was that? It's like I knew it this was gonna happen. Me. <laughs> it just it just walked past me. <laughs> Um, another scene that I loved in 13 was that first scene when they, uh, invade like that racetrack. Do you remember that part when all of them just like drop in? It's, it's done in uh it's, it's done in like a pre-rendered cutscene. It's not in engine. Um, but they like drop onto that one racetrack and they all do their summons. Charlie's nodding his head. Like he remembers that. Was, re- oh, that, that was such a great, oh my God. I re- I, re- I was marking out like a 12 year old when that started having, <laughs> You know, they have that scene in uh, like that. theater rhythm. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. In, the, in the movie part, and I love that they chose that scene because it, it's. Like, yeah, I'm just like God. I wish I could watch this, but I got a tap. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, there, there's some great moments in 13, absolutely. But to me, it just it wasn't Final Fantasy. Well, see, look at it this way: Would you rather that um, for all 13 Final Fantasies, including spinoffs, would you rather that they? took the exact same story, the exact same setting, only changed the characters. Because that's what Nintendo does. <laughs> I'm a Nintendo fanboy. You guys know this. That's exactly what they do. And even I'm starting to get sick of replaying the same Mario game over and over again. Um, the answer, My answer to your question is no. But to me, this was too far off to me this was like nintendo coming out it it, it was kind of going into the deep end too quickly i i I will admit that to me this is like nintendo coming out with a washer and dryer combo like it may be a great washer (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) no but no no. okay so right there it would be like nintendo coming out with a washer and dryer combo that doesn't have any sort of nintendo relationship to any nintendo properties what the fuck exactly (laughs) it might be a great washer and dryer combo but this is not what i wanted (laughs) open up the lid get a coin bounce uh. (laughs) we need to make these (laughs) we need to find like old washer dryers (laughs) make it play nintendo sounds um now, now that we, now that we've kind of gotten thirteen out of our system, because I, that's always something I can always get a decent conversation out of. Um, uh, well, well, before we actually before we move on from thirteen, I'll, I'll ask this: um, you, you of course played thirteen too, Dan. Oh yeah, Charlie, uh, did you play thirteen too? I didn't. I never got to it. First of all, you should because it was a lot better. I've heard that. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> and that was going to be my next question, Dan. What? How much better did you think thirteen two was? Your leader dies, and it switches to the next person. That, Fantastic! Oh and then, part and then, and then, that. Charlie. Keep in mind, this—you know how much of a Pokemon fanboy I am. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it at least six times in this episode alone. Um, you can put a cat on, or a hat on a cat. You can. Your third party. I'm sorry. Man. Sorry. Whoa. 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 <laughs> 
I need you to say that one more time to make sure I heard you correctly. <laughs> you can put a hat onto a cat. At one of, like one of your uh, before like... before before Charlie starts getting all these wild ideas. So <laughs> because I I can already see like the gleam in his eyes, just like what cats. Um, so in Final Fantasy thirteen two, the, there's a mechanic so that you have two characters. You have uh, Sarah, right? Sarah and, and Noel. Noel. Noel Weiss or something. Something like that. Basically, he looks like he fell out of a Kingdom Hearts game. Yes. Because his pants are huge. Um, <laughs> but your third party member is filled by uh, creatures that you battle and defeat and capture. Oh. Only if you get their crystals. Though. Only if you what? get their crystals, which did, seems to be determined randomly, roughly. Yeah. Um, so, mo- so you know, you start off the game and you find these, you know, little guys. Like, there's there's a ton of creatures that look like cats that are, like, all wrapped up in blankets. Oh. And you can customize these creatures with different hats and, like, masks and, like, little, like, ears and stuff like that. Uh, until you move all the way up, like, the food chain and then suddenly you're going into battle with a goddamn dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the reasons why I loved 13-2 so much was because of the creature capture mechanic and stuff like that. And then there was the whole time travel thing. It wasn't nearly as linear as the first one because you had to go back and forth in different parts in time. And, of course, it would, you know, do what any kind of time travel game should do. You could go back to a point, change things, and go to a different timeline to see how things were affected. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was really deep, and it was really cool, and there was just so much stuff to it, and it was so much more improved over the original one. Then Caius, he... He he was. Caius is a dick. Okay, he's a dick, <laughs> but I, but I liked him. He was like that. Here's a well. See, here's the thing. Remember, in thirteen one, there really wasn't one villain, yeah, and I think no. this, I think this was something that a lot of people didn't like about thirteen, but didn't realize it. You really don't have that one. You don't have that. You don't have that Sephiroth. You don't have that Kefka. You don't have that. You know. You, you don't have that one thing that you're fighting against because all of them, all of the kids, just seem like angsty teenagers, like they were fighting against their destiny. It's just like, yeah, okay whatever you know and, yeah and, and sure there was bartandalus and he was kind of the douchebag bad guy and stuff like that but he really wasn't present you know which, which when that twist with him was revealed i was just like yeah, okay that that, that's kind of cool weird but cool. um and then caius was introduced in the second game and you know you know he's the bad guy you know that from point a to point b but by the time you boot up the game to win the credits roll you're going to be fighting him Probably in succession, at least three battles in a row, because that's how Final Fantasy works. Um, Just different forms. Just different forms. (laughs) This isn't even my final form. Um, You knew you were going to be fighting him, and you knew who you were supposed to channel all your hatred into, except, uh, uh, you know, as opposed to the first game, which you're just channeling all your hatred into... Man, I fucking hate this tattoo on my arm. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. It's just like... I think that's one of the reasons why 13 was so dull you know it was just kids being angsty you know as opposed to 13 2 where you knew you what you were doing and what your ultimate goal was and i think that's one reason why uh that's one reason i'm a little bit afraid for lightning returns when it comes out in february because i can't really tell what the storyline is supposed to be well from what i can tell because i'm not sure if you saw but square actually posted the intro video I tried I, to stay away from it because, uh, admitted, okay, uh, admittedly, when a new Final Fantasy game is coming out, I try to go dark on it, so a lot of it feels as much as fresh as I can, which is which was really difficult when I was covering thirteen two because I got press releases from Square Enix every week about now you can do this, now you can do this. Here's this new trailer. Here's this new you know screenshots. Here's this new you know this. Here's the collector's edition they're going to come out with and stuff like that. So I I couldn't go dark on it, but it was still a great game with Lightning Returns because I'm worried that I don't see where the story is going. I watched the first it, twenty seconds of that of that cinematic and then I'm like, wait a minute, this will be better if I go into it fresh because I don't have to review it. I don't have to I don't have to cover it. I don't have to do anything with it. So I I'm trying to kind of stay dark with it. Well, it doesn't really put too much out there. Yeah. Other than snows in the future as well i heard about that which lightning's fighting him and the whole reason behind that's uh just because of who lightning is and there is another character that resembles sarah but you're not sure if that's actually her or just kind of 
Yeah, careful. Remember, we have someone in the room and probably listeners that haven't played 13-2, and I just recommended Charlie play 13-2, so we want to keep spoilers to a minimum. <laughs> true, true. All right. Uh, you probably answered my question that, that, that Lightning Returns is very much a sequel to 13-2. I, so oh I yes, okay. yes. It's, so it, there's a reason that Goat has been calling it thirteen three the entire okay. you know way here. But the but the difference with Lightning Returns is that it's not going to be your typical um, party based combat. Okay. It's going to be more similar to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's okay. a little bit more actiony. That's what it's looking like because uh, from what they've shown of the battles, it's just lightning and kind of looks like it has that whole Kingdom Hearts battle system too, where. You kind of go more down, like select move, the commands. You can move around, and you everything's in real time. It's one button <clears throat> press to one attack, as opposed to chaining up commands and stuff like that. The yeah. only thing I'm really worried about with Lightning Returns is um, the time limit, because what? I I hate hate time limits, like the Majora's what? Mask style time limit. Yes. Okay. No, this is literally like almost the exact same thing as Majora's Mask. They mentioned that you have 13 days in order to save. Um, in order to save whatever area or world you're in, um, Gem actually and and, and it, it's like they they said something along the lines of like if you're doing side quests, then you get more time. But if you try, there's supposed to be like I think three different sections of like this island or something like that that you're yeah, moving it's like three on. different continents or something. Yeah, three different continents, and each time you go between them, you lose time. Oh, wow. So it's it's that's that's already eating away at me in the back of my head. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the game because oh, I'm going to be rushing everywhere. They also talked about, like, certain attacks also will take away time. And, oh, wow. Uh, that, 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 see, to, to me, that screams Final Fantasy VIII, where there was the draw system that I, I couldn't get into. Do you, you, did you play Final Fantasy VIII, Charlie? Yes. Do you remember the draw system? Yes. What did you think of the draw system? Um, the OCD in me didn't mind it. It actually found it that that I, I found it to be kind of enjoyable I, in, in a weird kind of way because I like to f- fill up like all my yeah uh, I, yeah yeah. So yeah, I I, well, I, see, I it didn't I, bother. I, me. I, I love that too. But then there gets to the point where like if I want if I know an enemy is weak to a certain kind of magic, and so I'm like, yeah, I'll cast it. Oh, now I gotta get get more. Right. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> that was what I didn't like about it. Um, but, uh, that's that's what concerns me about Lightning Returns is that this time limit is centering around everything. But I'm hoping it's going to be generous enough to where I can actually enjoy the game rather than like you know going through it like I'm doing a speed run. You know. Yeah. Some of the other things I read kind of seem interesting, like extinction of animals or extinction of creatures. That. Which I'm like, wait, you you can kill off the whole population? Okay, <laughs> that that's a little far out there, but. We'll see can, how it you goes. You can call me Lightning the Poacher. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually call me that. I, that'd be weird. <laughs> okay, Lightning the Poacher. <laughs> but I... For... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't be uh, sorry. Gotta, gotta get my train of thought back here now. <laughs> uh, lightning Returns, time limit. Uh... It looks like for... Anybody? Uh, no, nah, that's going to be a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're filtering yourself because because there were a few times where I had to you know yell at goat and, and just okay, like no no, no it, don't say that. <laughs> there's a certain character where it seems like their purpose in the game is finally going to be revealed. That was also in thirteen two, which is not giving any hints because the whole cast was back in thirteen two. Yeah, that's that's broad enough to not you know give anything away. Yeah, um, which is good because, like I said, I've gone dark on Lightning Returns so far. Um, oh, I keep reading everything. I'm like, I want this game. Well, you you go it. ahead. <laughs> I'm going to wait until February when it comes out. That I think that and Castlevania Lords of Shadow Two are coming out in the same day, and I'm just going to go into hibernation again. <laughs> um, just be like, "Where's Mike? Uh, did you check his house? Yeah, he he's, wasn't he's, there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, he's somewhere." <laughs> um. Another thing I wanted to address, uh, now that we got a, a good chunk of you know Final Fantasy Thirteen out of us, um, uh, is something I noticed, and I, I, know, I know I can, I, I definitely know I can talk to Charlie about this because he's not a big JRPG person. I know I can talk to Dan about this because he's a big JRPG person, but not an idiot, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a compliment. Trust me. Um, so you've heard my stories of when I would review games from like Atlas or X Seed or Nisa and stuff like that for the yeah. site I used to write for. 
what do you we seem to have gotten to a point where jrpgs are kind of like an all or nothing state you know back back in the glory days of the super nintendo um and to a different extent the ps1 um we got to a point where you know there was a nice you know spectrum of how let's say cultured uh cultured a jrpg was um but now, I mean, it seems like that spectrum, everything is either on the Final Fantasy side, where they're trying to westernize it a little bit, but still keep true to the roots. And then there's, like, Mugen Souls, where everything is, like, you know, 12-year-olds in miniskirts and nosebleeds and bunnies that double as soap and stuff like that. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and weird shit like that. Uh, and we don't seem to have any, like, middle ground with that. Um, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts if any, on why we have so many extremes now as opposed to just, like, you know. They're probably trying to just target all audiences, just yeah. trying, like, okay, well, we already got the Final Fantasy crowd. We know what they want, how they want it. Yeah. And it's like, how do we start drawing all these other people in and just we'll try make a, and... We'll make an anime game starring 12-year-old girls. Pretty much. <laughs> it's... it's I... I... <laughs> So I know a lot of kids now are into animes and everything, and so they're trying into to... The animes. Which <laughs> <laughs> I am still, but... <laughs> I, I never got into it, which surprises everyone, considering that all my favorite games are Japanese, like some heavily Japanese, and the fact that I'm just like, yeah, I watch Pokemon. Everyone's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> you, you don't watch, you know, and then they spout out all these names that I can't even pronounce, and it's just like, no, I've, I've never even heard of that okay um you, well you I, keep hearing the one that i keep talking about at denny's to you and goat and everything so i'm just like yeah they're, they're turning that into a game apparently it's uh, attack on titan right? attack on titan i still Wait. need to look into that apparently it is so bloody uh, charlie do you know anything about that uh, uh not about that i was just gonna say i you know just just for just for reference in case you didn't know this i actually went through like maybe a three or four year period where i was heavily into anime and so like i um like i subscribed to the new type magazine and like i still have them all somewhere and um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I was watching everything I could get my hands on. I've got a whole I've got sh- a shelf downstairs. It's like anime box sets and manga and stuff like that. Oh. And so that um, I just uh, that somehow doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> I don't mean that as an insult. No, 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 no. <laughs> not taking this one. Um, and so um, you know, this is uh, you know, just just for reference sake, this was around the time where like uh, you know, the Neon Genesis Evangelion anime was was being real was was coming out here was actually in the process of being released here on VHS tapes. So, <laughs> so, uh, and so, so a while ago. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah well, a little while ago. And then, um, uh, so, you know, and this was around the same time where I was playing a lot of JRPGs, just because I was, you know, I, you know just, I was in that whole, that whole thing. And, you know, like, now, why do you think you fell out of that? Do you think it was just something you were only interested in a while, just kind of like, you know, anything else? Or um, was, it, was there any specific, was there, was there like a turning point where you just kind of look back at yourself just like, the hell am I doing? You know, <laughs> no, it was definitely nothing like that. Um, it was, a sim- oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a simple reason for the same reason why I did not play any video games this last week. It's just for, for me. Yeah. It's it, you know, for me, it's just the, the, the time that my job and my life and everything that everything that I do just takes up. Yeah. I barely have time to play games that take 12 hours to beat, let alone games that take 80 plus hours to beat. Yeah. And so it's just, um, it's, it's just, I, I have to sort of prioritize and it's like, you know, I could play this one JRPG and it could be great, or I could play these eight other games in the same amount of time. Yeah. And to me, it's just a, I, I, I don't, I don't mean this this way, but you, it almost becomes a quantity over quality. Yeah. You know, which is not even to say the same thing because like I may enjoy that eight hour game just as much as I would enjoy that hundred hour JRPG yeah. you know, in a different way, of course. But you know, it's, um, yeah, so it's, um. You know, if if my legs were to be chopped off and I were to be in a bed, you know, for the <laughs> next, you didn't have to worry about months. expenses or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. No, yeah, I'd go back to playing JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, probably. So um, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I could see where so, he's coming so from. I, so I, uh, I, I know where Charlie's going on vacation permanently in two weeks. <laughs> that sounds yeah, really what? dark. I apologize. <laughs> with that axe <laughs> uh disclaimer i don't plan on hurting my friend here <laughs> i feel i felt really bad as soon as i said that i, didn't. I mean <laughs> <laughs> well okay then i don't feel bad anymore <laughs> cover charlie um that's a sound bite <laughs> <laughs> um 
But I mean, I see. I I don't get where this like. I don't get where this community comes from. Like, you know, every single time I reviewed, you know, it happened with Mugen Souls, it happened with Disgaea 3, it happened with whatever the hell that game was that looked like it was written in Flash and put on the PS3. Um, You know, I I don't remember the name. It was called, like, Legacista or something. Um, It was a dungeon. It was a randomly generated dungeon crawler, and it was really fucking hard, but it it looked horrible. Um, Not the graphics or anything, but... Still, I, for $50, yeah. if it wasn't for the fact I got a free review copy, I'd expect you to put some damn effort into the game. <laughs> um, but, I mean, every single one of those reviews, I, I didn't even give them bad reviews. I just said, you know, these are well-built, but they appeal to a very niche crowd, which, you know, people like the people in this room are that just That isn't like, even an insult. Like, that's just to say, exactly. like... That's it, not even an insult. That's yeah. my honest opinion. And, you know, relatively professional opinion. And then people would flock to the comment sections just like, well, you didn't really play the game, did you? Or like, you know, they would say things like, well, you thought the world ends with you is a, is a JRPG. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is a JRPG. He's <laughs> like, well, you just think JRPGs are RPGs from Japan. I'm like, that's one major part of it. But a lot of it is the art style and the music and the combat and stuff like that. And wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Uh, somebody contested that a Japanese RPG is not what a JRPG is. Yes. I, 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 ow, ow. <laughs> Charlie, these are the kinds of people that attack people who review anime games. No, I average. I, I, I've been to ASEN. I know all about otaku and how they can be at Anime Central for people who aren't from the area. But um, it's, yeah, I mean, like there's, there, 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 there's a point of fandom, and then there's a point where you just lose all sense of reason and and logic. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and, and here's the funny thing: the guy that called me out and thought I didn't know what a JRPG was, I felt I, I felt bad because he was the only person who ever attacked me who had perfect grammar. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen those comments on you know articles and stuff like that where they're bashing the person who's writing something or they're bashing something, and it seems like they can't spell a single word correctly. Like what spelled W U T? Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, this guy spelled everything correctly and used proper punctuation. So I actually felt legitimately bad for just like even a semicolon. Yeah. <laughs> It just he was he was as articulate as I am and in text, not in speaking. <laughs> um, and I and I I didn't want to argue with him, so I, I admittedly just kind of stuck to you know being all oh that's cute. You think you know more than me, which probably wasn't a great way to go, but it was the only way I could get out of that situation. Yep. And we don't always need to take the high road. It's fine. <laughs> it was so satisfying. It's like the only time I was ever mean when I wrote for that site. And it was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely some of those JRPGs out there where it's just like, what the hell were they thinking when they made this? Like, like I was, I was worried about um, when, when uh, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, Dan said he's playing Tales of Zillia. Um, fantastic Dan, game. Fantastic. Dan is the, o- Dan is the only person, per- perhaps uh, the only person that could recommend a JRPG to me, and I will purchase it that day because he recommended it. Um, not to say that other people recommending JRPGs and I won't pick them up, but he's the only person I know who knows them as well as I do. Um, so the fact that the day Tales of Zillia came out, he tells bought me, it. on huh? <laughs> day it you, came you out, told, I you, went to the store and bought you, you it. Told, well, I was working that day. So you told me on Facebook, it's just like, you need to get it. And I'm like, fuck, okay. I work today. I, I checked the stock on the website and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, we've got three copies of the limited edition left. If I know our store, they haven't been put out on the shelves yet. So I should have no problem getting a copy when I go in. And sure enough, I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I have it. <laughs> um, I, it's, which, on, it's on my list. Which the music in that game, fantastic. What, there are very, very few JRPGs. As everyone knows, most of them will have like an opening cinematic before you get to that start screen where it's like start continue settings all that yeah there are very few where i'll actually watch that opening cinematic that they have beforehand the whole way through without just eh, skip it i can oh yeah this one i'll actually sit watch it and just be like i I love it like now do you do that every time you boot up the game or just like every so often when you want to remember every time really every time that's interesting well i I, I also like the song too so (laughs) i did i did the same thing with uh white knight chronicles 2 which wasn't 
a strict JRPG. I mean, it, it was in terms of it's Japanese and it's a role-playing game. Um, but it, it was a little bit more, like, action-y. You know, it wasn't really turn-based or anything like that. But the, something that I'm becoming more of a fan of in Japanese games in general is that they're combining orchestra and metal. Which, you know, I love both of those things. So combine them, <laughs> you know, my favorite song of all time is the version of One Winged Angel that they put into Advent Children, where they have the orchestra and the, the like really badass guitar and stuff like that. And and I've performed it on stage a few times. and It's awesome. Um, <laughs> like, sorry, very excited uh, right now. Sorry, <laughs> moment. Um, so the fact that, you know, combining orchestra and metal is becoming an increasing thing in Japanese games. I'm just like, I'm a fan. Um, oh, well, I played uh, Zillia's battle theme for you for uh, yeah. like that first chapter yeah. of the game, and I'm like, did they contact Mike for this song? <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it it is one of my dreams. Uh, I, I already mentioned that uh, my my like number one goal in my music career is to create a metal band that covers Disney music, which is weird, but I swear it'll happen one day. Um, my other dream I'm waiting is for a whole new world. Then you you just fucking wait. <laughs> I'll I'll do a I'll I'll do a <laughs> duet with Jenny or something and it'll work awesome and it'll be great. Um, <laughs> um but um but see the the intro to White Knight Chronicles 2. I mean the in, the cinematic itself wasn't that great, but they just had this really great like, you know, it, it, there was like a flute and a violin like dancing around each other in the music and then there was and then this this overdriven guitar was just like backing it up. It was just like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking good." I I bought the soundtrack for that song. <laughs> for that one song. The rest of the soundtrack is pretty good too, but and the game the, wasn't even that good, but <laughs> just for that one song. That, oh my god, it was so I'll play it for you guys when we're done here. It, it was oh my god, it was so good. Oh, same, we'll have to same, play uh Zillia's uh battle theme for him then. Same, same so, with uh, uh same with Xenoblade. Xenoblade, there are a couple of uh there are a couple of battle themes in there. They're just like this is really fucking good. And I contacted like Tommy from VGL and was just like if you ever do a Xenoblade segment, you need to put this song in it because I will play it and it'll be awesome and you'll love it. That is such a great game. I I only get like a very little playtime with that one just because my oldest son just loves playing on the Wii U, so uh, really yeah. don't get time on there. Granted, I do so have the Wii. Finished, you haven't finished Xenoblade? <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. But At I'm... some point you need to. It, it's it, It's one of my favorite games of this whole generation oh how massive the world is already from what i've seen of it i'm like the fact that i mean i mean uh, charlie are you familiar with xenoblade at all you i'm assuming you didn't play it um and uh, i'm assuming it doesn't have anything to do with the, Z the xeno gears no. and xeno saga games. It's, it's got okay. the same designer i think oh, but okay. uh, it has absolutely nothing to do with then no i don't i think about it. okay um because when when xenoblade came out you know i'm playing it and stuff like that and it's on the wii so it's not really high def I can only imagine how the game would look if it was like on Xbox or PS3 or something. It oh would, it my! Would, I oh. mean, it looks. It's probably the aside from maybe Super Mario Galaxy One and Two. It's the best looking game on the Wii. Okay. I mean, such expansive environments and such detail and so much. Uh, oh my God! The design was mind blowing. The fact that someone could come up with the, the idea this, that they did for how the, the fact that the fact that they could come up, uh, they could recreate that feeling in old school JRPG, you know, in modern times. It was just, it was amazing. I loved it. I, I it's one of my favorite games of this generation. It was my game of the year from last year. I'm still also going through that and the last story. Like the but, last story, I I wasn't as crazy about. I don't know. It's I don't know what it okay. Was. The battle system. I'm like. The battle system was a little weird. It was also significantly shorter than most other stuff that Mistwalker um, put out. Mistwalker, for those of you that don't know, is made up of a lot of the team uh, who made the first six Final Fantasy games, including uh, Hironobu Sagaguchi, who created the Final Fantasy series. Um, and it also has music from Nobuo Uematsu, who we know mm -hmm. is doing the music for every Final Fantasy game except for the 13 trilogy. No, no, he he did do the chocobo music. He did he did do the chocobo music, not the death metal chocobo music. Which I still love that song. <laughs> there are so many people who are just like, I'm not I, playing it because of that song. I told myself I had to do a cover of it, but I just can't stop laughing every time I hear it. It's, it's just it's actually on my playlist for when I walk around at work. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, the last thing I want to touch on. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3. You, you and I are massive Kingdom Hearts fans. Oh, I, Which I'm, is an understatement. <laughs> um, 
what worlds do you want to see in Kingdom Hearts 3 whenever it's released? Definitely bring the Tron world back. That one yeah. I really yeah. want to see again. I, I'm kind of half expecting, just because now Disney owns Marvel. You, you think there should be a, like well, a, a I don't shield think, helicarrier? I don't think there should be. But I'm like kind of half be. expecting there to I feel, be one. I feel like I feel like Disney is going to kind of try to shoehorn them into putting something Marvel in it just to try to get more American, yeah, uh, people into Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is still a great game and still has all this Disney stuff in, in it and things like that. But it's still a very Japanese game that turns off a lot of people from it. I remember uh, the very first slap, slap, you know, Iron Man on the cover of it along with everyone else. And suddenly everyone's buying it. Slap Iron Man and Darth Vader on the cover of it. Oh, Oh, if they did a Star Wars war pants. (laughs) Forgot that Disney bought that. Yeah. If they they threw like a Death Star world in there, I'd be down for it. I just want to see Sora in a Stormtrooper outfit. I can see it. You're awfully short a for a lightsaber keyblade. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> You're awfully short for a stormtrooper, aren't you? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Donald could be Chewbacca. <laughs> he, you already can't tell what he's saying. Exactly. Um, but, no, Donald, uh, Donald and Goofy would have to be C-3PO and R2-D2, right? Yeah. More than likely, yeah. Who would be the guest character, though, in that one? For Star Wars? Yeah. I'd assume Luke Skywalker. Yoda. Yoda yeah. could work. Yoda would actually work out pretty well, except for the fact that, you know, he died in Empire Strikes Back, but... Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to place the game after the <laughs> after that happens. Mace Windu. <laughs> no. Who is no, apparently no, that... rumored to be coming back in the, in Episode 7, but that's a whole other story for an entirely yeah. another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like other worlds, maybe. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a shot in the dark here, and I don't know if you guys are going to remember this or not. I think there should be a uh, a treasure planet world. Oh, yeah, because I just that's on Netflix now, and I just watched it again a couple weeks ago, and I it was really good for being kind of like the black sheep of the Disney lineup. It was like the first game game first movie outside of the disney renaissance and it was actually pretty decent it wasn't you know as classic as like aladdin or the lion king or you know beauty and the beast and stuff like that but it was still a really decent movie well because they've had uh what is it stitches summons have a lilo and stitch world make it like just kind of like Uh, a party world they did in birth by sleep never played it oh that's right i i I don't have a PSP. They, they had a Lilo and Stitch World in Birth by Sleep. It was on like a spaceship, though. It wasn't like in Hawaii or anything like I was gonna that. I going to say, like, uh, I don't know how much of a world you can make out of that. Like, like it's, it's not like Wonderland where like you can. You yeah. know, it's really easy to come up with like yeah. an entire level of stuff to do. It's 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 Hawaii. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just be a true. fun and games world. Like yeah. kind of like the Hundred Acre Wood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, where it doesn't really have necessarily any story relevance, but it's great to just kind of throw mini games into or something like that. Yeah, because then you get caught up in the mini games, and then you're like, next thing you know, three hours later, like, okay, I've been trying to get Pooh up to that jar of honey for who knows how long now. (laughs) Um, Why the hell hasn't there been some kind of Pixar world yet? I was wondering about that. Like, Toy Story would be awesome, uh, running around, like, Andy's house or something like that, you know, with, with like, Buzz as your companion or something like that. Boss, or, uh, boss it, or... for the world would be Sid. Oh, my first... God, that'd be insane. <laughs> He's just throwing, like, uh, M80s at you. Or... <laughs> Is, um, I'm not quite sure about the relationship between Pixar and Disney. Like, Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns LucasArts. Does Disney own Pixie, or does Disney just publish Pixie? Pixie? <laughs> that is what I said, isn't it? <laughs> Does Disney own Pixar like they own the others? I don't others? think they own Pixar. That might be what it is. I think they own the properties, though. So they don't own hmm. the animation studio, but I believe they own... Because think about, think about it this way. Disney Infinity just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Toy Story stuff is showing up. Incredible stuff is showing up in the game. True. So I think they own the properties. I don't think they own the animation studio. Is it called Disney's Toy Story or is it called Pixar's Toy Story? I don't think it's technically... I think it's Disney's Pixar Toy... Yeah, I have no clue. With, with most of those, it's usually like uh, Disney Pixar's Toy Story. Because yeah. there was like a merger or something like that. Or like Disney's funding it, but Pixar is making it or something like that. Okay. Like Disney's the distributor. And then Pixar, the, you know, actual people who make it right. and everything like that. Um, 
kind of like you know developers and publishers for right, video games right, right. and stuff like that. Um, but I would assume that Disney still has free access to you know the Toy Story IP, the Incredibles IP, the Monsters Incorporated IP. You know the um, you know the the Cars IP. Heck, most of Disney Infinity is Pixar stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now that I think about it, because um, I just realized that all of those are coming to Disney Infinity. So. Um, I would assume they would have no problem putting those kinds of worlds in. Um, so I, I don't know, but, but, but we'll see, you know, it, yeah, it, I'm trying to think of like other like square Enix stuff that they could toss I think, in. I think, it, I think it'd be really cool if they actually went to more square Enix worlds as opposed to Disney worlds. Like how cool would it be if suddenly, you know, you got transported to Midgar, you know, or, be awesome. or, or like, you know, Balam garden or something like that. You know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to just see everything, especially considering kingdom hearts three is going to be on the PS4 and the Xbox one, seeing everything mm-hmm. in, real high definition for the first time since those both of those locales I mentioned were on the PS1. Oh, that'll get the Final Fantasy 7 fanboys like going, especially oh, yeah. if they make oh, a Midgar yeah. world, they'd be like... Especially if Cloud <laughs> is following you around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially if Tifa is following you around. <laughs> um, Make like a Final Fantasy 10 world or something or like the whole Blitzball thing. That'd be that'd be really funny to see like Titus versus Sora and Blitzball. Because awesome. they both have those cocky attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting but, into like fan fiction territory at this point. <laughs> um Just meant for another webcast. <laughs> Dan, do you have anything else uh we can say about JRPGs? Anything else that you wanted to talk about specifically? Because honestly, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts were the two big things I wanted to touch on, and the the weird batshit insane community. Uh, not much other than the Dragon Quest series, which... Tell me about Dragon Quest, because I'm not familiar with the Dragon Quest series whatsoever. Dragon Quest originally brought over to America on the NES. I forgot what year it was, but... And it was originally called, like, Dragon Warrior, correct? Yeah, it was Dragon Warrior. (laughs) And the whole story was, like... Typical princess gets kidnapped. You're going to save her and everything. Oh, the first one, you're only one person. Like, you're a one-person party doing this, and all the fights are, there's only one enemy against you, and uh, normally in these games, you get up to level 40, you're good to take on the final boss and everything, Uh which is really strange, and uh, it's just like giant worlds. Like, you could explore, like, Places you're not supposed to in the first one, uh-huh. but of course you'll be facing enemies that are going Much to just stomp you. your ass oh, of course. immediately. I uh, but I majorly got into the Dragon Quest games with what was Dragon Warrior Four, I uh-huh. uh, which has been re-released on the DS as Dragon Quest Four Chapters of the Chosen, mm-hmm. where you go through five separate chapters of the game. The first four chapters are all your sub characters Uh that you learn about their backstories before getting to the hero story. So pretty much you figure out who you're traveling with, why you're traveling with them. And the first story is about a knight from a kingdom. He goes to save children. And then he hears about that. The hero of the world needs uh, help so he sets out on that quest yeah second story is about the uh, princess elena i uh, her fight to or her being a tomboy princess and wanting to join this tournament at this kingdom i uh, third chapter favorite chapter of all time out of any rpg that i've ever played mm-hmm. arpg jrpg name it yeah it is they even made a Sega CD game, I think, over in Japan about it. Never released over here about Taloon. Ah, uh, the Sega CD. <laughs> Guy's name is Taloon. He's a merchant. Yeah. Pretty much, you can spend, like, the first, like, however long you want pretending mm-hmm. you're a merchant in the game. The only reason I did it was to get the most most, uh, most powerful sword for that say, chapter. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a game I'd play yeah. for very long. But he has, like, the... the merchants the... always seem to have the most boring job in, in <laughs> games, just standing there and offering you things and buying your crap. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but his chapter I always thought was the most fun. And then chapter four uh, is about these twin sisters, Mara and Nara, who are dancers. They have the best music out of all the chapters. Yeah. Just because it's kind of, like, salsa and, mm-hmm. like, kind of 
Middle Eastern, I guess, also. That's cool. Uh, and then you finally get to the uh, Heroes chapter, where pretty much you find, like, all of a sudden, everything you know is completely changed, and you set out on this quest to go find all these people that are supposed to help you uh, defeat, like, the Dark Lord or whoever he is. And Voldemort? <laughs> Close. Oh, okay. <laughs> They look about the same. It's a heck of a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely one of those games that could definitely take you like 80 plus hours. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Depending on how you I'm, play I'm currently it. lining my backlog with Tales games, so that'll be the next JRPG series I say I'm going to play and then don't get to for another <laughs> three years. Um, but definitely, I think... Uh, Dragon Quest series, granted, it's not as big as Final Fantasy over yeah. here, but over in Japan, it it's like a phenomenon. Like, I mean, they I, release a Dragon Quest MMO in Japan, which I wish they would release here. I want a pet slime. It's, it's, it's <laughs> whatever you do on your own time is what is your business, buddy. Um, it's on, I, uh, I just, just slight, quick related note. Um, right there, just want to say that's the reason why I refuse to eat flan. <laughs> because anything that's an enemy in a video game I won't eat as food they don't there. even look the same have you seen I don't think they're pretty, they're pretty close I, I, I'll take your word <laughs> I heard it's not great anyway the, the food not the enemy I mean the enemy is already a dick because they don't take physical attacks yeah. very well you when you call him Lulu <laughs> Final Fantasy X reference ho um <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I'll definitely have to look in the Dragon Quest games at some point. I just, you know, I just caught up on the Final Fantasy series a year ago, so now I'm I'm catching up on other ones. Now Tales. <laughs> now Tales. You know, whatever ones I can play now, and then, you know, in two years I'll probably finally start the Dragon Quest series once Square has finally just put it out to pasture and said, hey, we're not going to make these anymore when all the games will be fucking hard to find and I'll hate myself for it. Oh, and I forgot to mention Dragon Quest... You uh, pretty much was made by uh, Square Second Half Enix before. Right, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. now those two are combined and... Now they're the, the same person. The last Dragon Quest that they put out together, the Dragon Quest Nine on the DS, it oh. was good, but meh. I, I was wondering <sighs> if you caught a, a comment I made about exactly that just a, a couple episodes ago. Do you, are you, my opinion is that the the... You know the the quality of like just of the JRPG side of of Square kind of went down a bit from what from from when they were SquareSoft and turned into Square Enix. Like, do you 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 know what you're talking about? So, do you think that's accurate in any way? I think it's accurate. I've seen like the change of how they've gone from like kind of putting out like really good like time consuming. You actually want to spend time with it to now it's just kind of like. Okay, play it for a little bit. Okay, I'm bored. I'll just find something else to play right. now. Like, they just don't seem to be as gripping as they used to be. No, like, uh, Final Fantasy 13. Like, I mean, I still love the game, but yeah. I could only sit there for like a few hours at a time, and right. like the whole grinding ass. Like, I love grinding in JRPGs. Like, I, I just don't. sitting. There. Oh my god, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people who just has that patience just to sit there and. I, I, oh my, I, I, no. <laughs> I, I was overjoyed that through the entirety of me playing Earthbound, um, I was overjoyed that it seemed like I was leveling up with the game perfectly. You know, <laughs> you know, I, the same thing with Nino Kuni. You know, Nino Kuni, I just happened to be, you know, I'll, I'll fight every enemy that comes my way, but I try to structure, I've said this on the show before, I try to structure the way I play, um, RPGs in general so that, I, you know, take everything that comes at me then so I never have to go back and, you know, fight things specifically for the purpose of needing to be stronger then, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I did that with Nino Kuni, I did that with Final Fantasy 13 2, I did that with, you know, a, a couple of the other Final Fantasies before it and stuff like that, I did that with Lost Odyssey, um, God, that, ga you know. that game was Lost Odyssey, I like... should have never sold my copy. 
I'm so <laughs> pissed that I was a broke college student and really needed that $15 for whatever <laughs> reason. Yeah, because Lost Odyssey, it's like you'd level up all of a sudden. It's like the experience is becoming nothing. Like, you're like, oh, okay, I can go take well, on the what, boss what of this about, area. What, what about Nino Cooney? You know, you've got, you don't only have, you know, your three main characters leveling up with every battle, but you've got each of their three familiars leveling up at the same time. So if you <clears> fight a boss battle and you see, like, 10 guys level up at the same time you the rush of adrenaline you get is just like oh my god i'm a oh, powerhouse that, that happened to me uh last night with that octopus thing yeah uh, when you're inside oh mom my god which when they as soon as they mentioned oh we're going inside mom i'm like what wait we're we're what oh that now was, we're going out the that exit was, that was such a weird part of the game but i'm so glad it was in <laughs> yeah for only side-scrolling part in that game that I've come across. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. I enjoyed it regardless. But, yeah, that, I'm, like, I, I just love grinding in those games, like, just leveling up to the point where it's like, okay, I think I'm ready for that next boss, and then just kind of, like, even if I get defeated, I'm like, well, I stood this long in the battle. I'm like, yeah. Okay, just change my, or of course, I'm one of those where it's like, no, I'm going to go back in there, do the same exact thing until it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> Have very, I ever told you the definition of insanity? <laughs> <laughs> very rarely do I actually change my uh, tactics in fighting a boss unless I know I need to change the tactics. Yeah. yeah. If I'm like, no, nah, it worked <laughs> yeah, for I've, that I've long. I've definitely <laughs> done that. I've definitely done that. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, thank you, Dan, for uh, lending your expertise this week. Um, it's it's nice to uh, be able to relate to someone for a change. No, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Charlie's giving me a dirty look, and now I feel bad again. <laughs> Next week's episode, all about computers. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, ha. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to be gone from the show again. <laughs> Hopefully not, but I'm going to be gone from the show again. It's just going to be him and Goat or the guest host or whatever, and he's going to take over the news feed, and it's all going to be technical stuff, and I'm going to be like, cool, I have no idea what's going on in my own show. <laughs> whatever. It works out. It works out. Well, anyway, um, we're finally going to get uh, to your JRPG responses in the mailbag that we said, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> three, I think. Three. Two or three weeks ago. Um, so let's do that now. Okay, so uh, our question from hey, it says September fourteenth, so it was two weeks ago. Although that might have been beforehand, whatever. Um, well, uh, what you do you have to be right? Don't you? Jeez. <laughs> I'm sure, whatever, man. Uh, what do you think about JRPGs? Are they getting better or worse? Which one is your favorite? Um, Alex says hit and miss. Uh, Final Fantasy ten is my favorite. Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy six, Chrono Trigger, and Secret of Mana are all a super close second place. I don't think I've ever seen anyone that liked ten the most. I, I mean, mean, it's a great game, but it's... oh, I've already got the ten ten two remake on pre order. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> That art book did did Yen too, didn't it? Yeah, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, they do it like Kingdom Hearts. I hope they don't, because I didn't like the the combined case art book thing. But that's probably exactly what they're going to do. Oh, more than likely, uh, whatever. Um, and then Taylor says the only JRPGs I've played are Final Fantasy thirteen and Nino Kuni, so I personally have a fifty percent sex success rate. Uh, <laughs> as a Western gamer, I find them hard to get into. The cultural differences between Japan and quote the West make them difficult to relate with. I don't disagree with you, um, but I think that's one of the reasons that I'm drawn to Japanese games so much more is because it's so much more out there than most Western games we play, except for maybe, like, I don't know. I can't even come up with a good example. Like Skyrim, you know. Which I still have never played. What? I, I... <laughs> hey, me too. What? We, you, yeah, yeah, yeah that I, exact same I, reaction the last time I said that. I've heard about how it can consume your life, pretty much. Like uh, I put... 90 hours into it i put 100 hours into fallout 3 in the expansion so i understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah every every little like janky thing you probably didn't like about fallout mm -hmm. skyrim is smooth as butter okay. so anyway um getting to the actual mailbag uh we're re returning to songbird's email that she actually sent us two weeks ago that we never got around to because we didn't talk about jrpgs when we were originally planning um uh so i'm going to cross out goat's name here and put dan's name <laughs> um, right there on my computer monitor, which whatever. Um, he even used whiteout. <laughs> yeah. 
if you're asking for a blunt answer about JRPGs, I'd say the things I like uh, are the over-the-top hairstyles and outfits, memory loss, cartoony art forms, random encounters, and androgynous characters. However, that's being a bias for anyone, regardless of where the game was created. Can technically use such examples to mimic that feeling. I personally don't have anything against JRPGs, but only ones I've played are from the Mario series. Um both Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi games, and the Kingdom Hearts series. Concerning if they're getting better or not uh, depends on where you're looking at. While the Final Fantasy series has gone through some growing pains, uh, Pokemon continues to satisfy their fans with each installment. Essentially, those who are, who are having issues are most likely forgetting what gave them a soul in the first place, and they're being challenged in a more competitive <laughs> market. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Mario RPG, <laughs> Super Mario RPG is one of the Two RPGs I've ever gone back and played twice. Final Fantasy VII being the other. Oh, huh. Super Mario RPG was really good, but um, you know me and retro games. I mean, I finished it, but I I, I played it when it came out. So yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah, when that came out. Five. Sorry. <laughs> um. And on to Songbird's questions, who is it that overlooks the process of translation and finalization of a script in a video game? I find it odd when I come across text or dialogue which doesn't fit or feels like it could have been better. On a side note, we often, we often more than, more often than not hear about the errors or weirdness in our games considering how English can be, considering how English can be, how often is it that gamers outside of the United States have such errors? Um... Well, see, back in the day, it used to be just programmers that would translate these games, which is why you see so many weird translations and stuff like that. Um, nowadays, you know, that's one of the reasons why games get released, you know, like Final Fantasy gets released in Japan months before it gets released here in America. You know, you, it's all translation and stuff like that. Especially, um, you know, you look at text-heavy games, like, look at Phoenix Wright is a perfect example. The new Ace Attorney game uh, was released in Japan, what, six months ago? Something like that. It's not about to. It's about to be released in the states in three weeks. So definitely and, takes a while to translate it all. <laughs> yeah, but you want to make sure that cultural references. It, it, it's not just a case of you know being able to um, make sure the words line up. It's making sure that cultural references are understood and making sure that you know things make sense. Making sure you know someone here might not understand why it's hilarious that someone brushes their teeth with wasabi, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, you know, there, there's once. there's an entire DLC that's coming out in Japan for Ace Attorney 5 that's all quizzes about, like, Japan cultural references. It's not being released in the States because no one will get it. You know, no one will get the joke. No one will uh, stuff like that. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like back when it's, it's kind of like when Power Rangers is translated for American audience as opposed to when it's Super Sentai in Japan. You know, I'm reminded of an episode where uh, back way back during the first season in America, um, you know, th they were fighting a Sphinx character. And in the J Japanese version of the show, the Sphinx character actually took on two forms. He took on the form of, of a uh, an old Asian man wearing a Sphinx hat and telling riddles and this monster like Sphinx thing that would shoot things out of his chest in the American version. Obviously the only part of that that can show up is the giant guy that shoots things out of his <laughs> chest. Um, and when you watch dubs of it, you know, th when he's telling jokes and riddles and stuff like that, it doesn't make sense. They would say like, you know, what does this, this and that, Oh, a car. And it wouldn't make sense here. But the way the word car is pronounced in Japan, you know, in Japanese, yeah. you know, it would make sense in terms of the riddle and stuff like that. So it's it's little things like that. The translation makes sure there's that a lot of that too with with, like with wordplay with words that sound similar. And so, yeah, yeah. so a, a lot of which, you know, I imagine takes forever to find something that can actually take its place. So thanks for listening to part two of our epic two part uh, JRPG Steam News Fantastic Bonanza Spectacular. BJ forgot to record an intro for the second part of the show before he left, so I'm going to do it. If you liked everything you heard, you can find us on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. VJ uh, is at Viking Games Live. I am at Tech Charlie, T E K C H A R L I E. Uh, Goat, who's not here, you can find him at Sir Goatsworth. Uh, we should be seeing him back uh, in a couple weeks when he gets back from tour. And uh, you can find all our social links at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Google+. Plus. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. Please like, upvote, uh, plus one, yada yada, everything all over the place. We really appreciate it. 
Uh, thanks, guys. I'm not creative enough to come up with a sponsor, so this has been Gamerhead Radio. right foot and you put your right foot out you put your right foot in and you shake it all about you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around that's what it's all about the fuck are we doing (laughs) a sound check apparently